sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. Get this message out here. I'm doing what I love to help a community out. Like, yeah, I mean, what is the next step? What's the one thing I can do today? That's gonna get us one. So, I mean, I don't know what's what's in the future. Art is the only way you can reach out to the future. It is the only thing that actually lives through a time capsule. And I think that if the DIY scene as a whole put more of a value on itself, it could be a lot more sustainable. No, if someone doesn't like it, that's their deal. Good to go. Everything's rolling. Yo, we go- we're doing it. We're we're in your uh. Okay, so here's here's this how, how I'm going to start this conversation with you. Okay, what's up? All right. Do you call this the studio? Do you call it the lab, the sound room? What's like your preferred term? Have, Everyone has their own little thing. I have different monikers for it. I call it the lab. Sometimes I call it the spaceship. The, I like know. there you go. Stick with that one. Like um <laughs> look like look like the back of a Herbie Hancock's Sunlight record. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know who we're talking to, let's just get into it. Introduce yourself and let the world know who you are and what it is you do. My name is Bus Crates. I'm a producer from right here in, in the 412 Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm a DJ, producer, synth enthusiast, as you can see if, <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if you're looking. But. Yeah, if you're looking on the, the camera here, this... <laughs> You're not even getting close to all of it. There's a prophet behind me that we'll talk about in a bit. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously you are a producer, music head, mm-hmm. gear nerd. Definitely. All that kind of Definitely stuff. Definitely a gear nerd. So let's start at the beginning. Okay. I mentioned to you earlier that the first piece of gear I ever bought was a Korg Electribe ES1. Mm-hmm. What was the first piece of gear you ever bought? The first piece of gear I ever bought was an Insonic EPS sampler. I bought it when I first started making music back in 2000, 2001, somewhere around there. I was in my early 20s. I just had like an EPS sampler, a turntable, a crappy old turntable and some records and that's what set it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's You start small, you know. I actually started making beats on uh, that MTV Music Generator for PlayStation. Oh my gosh, I remember those. Wow, you just, yeah, was, so, I'm so old. I was oh in like, gosh. I was in eighth grade. How old are you? I'm 39. Oh, okay. So I'm Mm -hmm. turning 32 this year. So I'm Mm -hmm. a little bit behind you, but not that far. But I was in eighth grade uh, when I first played that. And that was like my first introduction into making electronic music. I started off wanting to do stuff like the Prodigy and uh, Mm -hmm. Aphex Twin, like that real crazy IDM stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I don't know, my uh, eighth grade brain processed hip hop a little bit easier. See, I mean, you start messing with this stuff and you realize that hip hop music is electronic music in some way. I mean, it's oh, absolutely. a lot of the same components are used with making it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So whenever you started out doing stuff, uh, hip hop was what you were interested in oh, doing. Yeah. I was mainly 100% hip hop sample based kind of dude. I mean, the whole synth thing didn't start to happen until, Maybe about six years later. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I th- it's. I don't think anybody. My next, my next move after the EPS was the MPC two thousand XL, which yeah. I still rock with to this day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I definitely, I never got the chance personally to mess with many MPCs. I've had a friend that wasn't using one for a while, and he let me borrow it for a couple months, and. I played with it and I did enjoy it, but I never got super familiar with the interface on it, unfortunately. But yeah. I mean, it can go it's deep. All a, it's all about like 
the outcome is what, how I feel. Like it Actually, doesn't really matter how you. Ma- I guess to some extent it matters how you make it. Like if you're just mm-hmm. pulling loop like Fruity Loops yeah, yeah, presets yeah. or whatever. But at the same time, creating art is creating art. It's like everybody it's like, has their process. Yeah, and it doesn't matter like what you do with. I think it's just like intention. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, I started out doing MTV Music Generator, mm-hmm. and now. I'm way deep into it, but I think I mean, like, look at just people having like, that starting point, you know? I mean, look at people like Ninth Wonder. I mean, he started out using Fruity Loops, and then he's now he's, he ended up being on records with Beyonce and stuff. So, I mean, you, you you just never know. Yeah, I think all that stuff is awesome that you have those those tools, and it's so accessible now, which might actually be an interesting part to flip this conversation. So, you know, you started out as a hardware guy, oh, and yeah. that was really all all the only choices we had. That's all we had. Well, you know, the whole software thing was just starting to come into yeah. play, but it was so expensive. And back now, in the day. I mean, we mentioned it before, like, you know, you're able to do stuff on an iPad if you want. Yep. That's how I roll. <laughs> and I roll. it's fucking mm-hmm. crazy how accessible and how good everything sounds now. And it sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. This thing With sounds- very, very minimal effort, which is great for up and comers, but sometimes as a, Someone veteran. that spent like a decade trying yeah. to make something sound as good as that thing just sounds. Yeah, it can be a little. I could feel some type of way about mm-hmm. it. But see, but the, but that's when you say, okay, you know what? They have all these tools now. Let's let me adapt and learn how to use them and bridge them with all this stuff that I already have. That's mm-hmm. what I tend to do. You know. Yeah, I think that like I'll jump on my iPad, but then I'll like you know jump on my roads or something, and then, you know. Definitely, I yeah. think that. It's crucial. Just it's another tool, you know. Exactly. And That's all it is. It's another tool. I know? like. Uh, I mean, music is art. Blah 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 blah. But I always think of writing a song as doing a painting. And I used to draw and paint a lot. I still do sometimes. I can't draw for anything. <laughs> My drawing but, is terrible. You would never want to draw it from me. <laughs> but when I do draw, I like to do mixed medium. I don't like it to just be one thing. I don't like it to be all pencil or all. Uh, acrylics. I like to mix things together, and that's right. how I am with making music. That's what I, makes the best music, too. You know, I just want the more layers and more different instruments I could put in it. It's just it gives it a sound that sounds like none other. I mean, there's it's, no boundaries, man. There's no box. There's no boundaries. This is yeah. just, you do what you do, man. You grab this from this and this from and, and just make it happen. Mm-hmm. There's so no, there's no rules, you know. Like, is there any um? Over the years, you know, with starting from your first piece of gear up until now being able to have a touchscreen beat thing, you know, uh, like how has the technology evolving evolved your, I guess, production or your songwriting? Well, it made my workflow a lot faster. <laughs> um, it definitely gave me a broader sonic palette because yeah. there's so much at your disposal just on an iPad. Yeah, you know, like I'm, I mean, like if I wanted a, a, a Glockenspiel sound, like I don't, I don't, I had a Glockenspiel <laughs> that's all broken up around it, but I found one in this Core Gadget app. So I, you know, I mean, it just it just gives me so much more power. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the other thing too, I mentioned before, like using that stuff as a a sketchbook, you know, mm-hmm. to go through, get the sounds that you want. I mean, you can just MIDI sequence. Dude, whatever honest, sound you honestly, want. Honestly, man, you could really just like use an iPad and make a record. Like if yeah. you wanted to. I mean, I could like make beats on here and load it up. There's a mastering app on here I use called Final Touch that sounds really good. I mean, I could just like jump on my throw all my beats in there, put out like 10 joints and just do my whole joint on an iPad if I really wanted to. Yeah, know? so since you can do that, and some people 
might be looking at this room of stuff right now and be like, mm-hmm. why bother with all this other stuff? Right. It's the future, you know, we're condensing yeah, things. I mean, we we're, have, we're uh, you have a whole wall of records over here <laughs> that could be, you know, on a Spotify app. But, you know, like, what is it for you But think about it like this. I guess it's it. like, I started out with records. Yeah. So that's so, you know, when you start out a certain way, it's like, it's hard to... I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. It's, <laughs> it's, but it's also like, you think about... What happens if Spotify disappears? Where's your music? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to worry about that. So, yeah, yeah. Know. No, I, yeah, the same way. It's just, I think it's just coming from a different background. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, we were talking before, again, we talked a lot before we started recording this. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we were talking about how there's just, Nothing beats the actual feel of putting your hands on the keys and oh, being able no, to nothing at all. manually control those knobs. You'll get sounds that you'll never. I mean, I guess you probably could get something similar to them if you messed around enough, but it's it's mm-hmm. never the same. And it's just like, I, do you really want to look at a com- just a computer screen while you're making music? I mean, I I mean, I personally don't. I mean, it's like if you let's say you work a day job, your your day job, you're at a computer. You come home, you make music and you're on a computer. You're just always on a computer, you know. Yeah, you never yeah, yeah. get any time to to have any type of hands-on. Yeah, it's just like experiences it's, yeah. with music. Yeah, it's definitely not like an intimate experience right. when the same screen that's giving you all the social media grief and trouble of the world. It's the right. same screen that you're, you click Using over a window create. and you're supposed to have your creative escape. Yeah. Like, like in the same it's machine. Too, it's too, it, that's a good point, man. It's, it's too close. It's yeah. way too close. Yeah. You know, my yeah. studio computer at home is actually completely, it's a completely separate tower that doesn't even have the internet on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and it's, only, it's never had the internet. Because, uh, you know, like I need to send files and stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I have my laptop and I will swap things over when it comes to like, you know, Dropbox and files and things right. like that. But my main computer that I produce on is mm-hmm. completely separated. Well, I guess if you're using, you have, I see you have a Mac here. I guess if you have, if you had two Macs, you could always just airdrop it to the computer. Yeah. Well, the other computer is a Windows. Oh, okay. uh, it's actually, it still runs Windows 98. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's okay. That's how OG I am. That's triple, that, that, you triple OG. That's tri- <laughs> triple OG right there. Yeah, wow. I, I I love it. I mean, you, mm. if you listen to anything I've ever done, I've done it on that but computer. I mean, if it ain't broke. Nah, you it's know great. I mean, so, I mean you know. I, there's, I've demoed stuff on, on my MacBook before and used other computers as well, but that that old school, that old computer, man, it's it's yep. my it's my jam. That's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really, really like it. I think it's a thing too where it's just like, there's something about the gear and the equipment and the software, like the DAW that I grew up with learning how to record. I'm starting to feel like you know? Windows. I'm starting to feel like Windows computers last longer than Macs because I oh, dude, Macs. This, are, this is this 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 is my my new my this is like the new new Mac, the, the, the like the new one of the newest ones. Yeah, yeah. But um, before this, I had a 2008 MacBook Pro that went to crap on me. Um, before Max? that, yeah, before or, that, I had a, a, a 2007 MacBook Pro that just was never nah, the same after I dropped it. Macs are bullshit. Yeah. The only reason I have one is because, I mean, I got one really, really cheap off of somebody a while ago, and I've been using it. I mean, it's budget for me. You know mm, what I mean? Like any, So, uh, but I would definitely have no problem moving to a Windows computer if that ever shits the bed. I probably will. <laughs> I you know. Uh, there's a... There's like this dude, uh, Chamath Polyapatia. He's like this uh, social media guru, investor guy. He's like one of the people that worked at Facebook and blah, 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 blah. But I was watching some video on uh, 
YouTube of him ranting about how Apple's like the Louis Vuitton of computer software <laughs> and it's all just like bullshit and like you shouldn't give them money. And I was like, yeah, you're kind of right. Like it is just like designer software. And it's, what's worse is like they come out every time they come out with a new model, it's like you always have to change the fucking connections. It's like I had a I had an interface had a Firewire interface. Then they did away with Firewire. Oh, yeah, yeah, and Now yeah. they're doing away with... They just, they just keep changing shit. They, to try to like... It's a money grab, man. And it's so fucking frustrating as an artist or producer to have to keep up with all of this shit. Yeah, that's like, like... I just want to make music. I don't want to have to go out and buy ports every five fucking That is kind of... Like, I think a big part of the reason why I never upgraded my computers, you know, is just like I have a... I mean, it has everything that it needs in the tower, and it's yeah, just like I get don't get it to a certain point, and yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah and I mm-hmm. just I just stick with it, you know. Um, so now, getting more into gear and away from technology, mm-hmm. even though gear is technology, <laughs> um, there's a lot of different pieces of equipment that I'm seeing here, like a lot more than standard. <laughs> but my I have a, question, I have a problem. My question is. <laughs> It's good, but my question is, as an overall sound, as a producer, have you like been fortunate enough to just use so much different gear that you can have different sounding productions that oh, absolutely. doesn't affect like your style as a producer? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I, at one point it was kind of a it was kind of a revolving door of gear. Like I would get, you know, you get a piece of gear, you rock with that for a little bit. You sell it off, you'll get something else. But I mean, at the core, I think there's three things in here that I've had for a long time that you know had that have withstood the test of time as far as the revolving door. Was this Moog little fatty back here? I got this mm-hmm. back in. I've had this since. I've been thinking about buying one of those. I was I added up when I walked in. I was like, ah, oh, yes. You know how long I had time. this in. I think in July or August of this year, it'll be 10 years. Nice. Yeah, I've had Happy this thing. birthday, little buddy. Yeah, it's going to be my 10th, 10th, 10th year anniversary of me having the fatty here. Yeah. And later this summer, it'll be seven years that I had my roads. Nice. Those two things have outlasted everything. Now with... Including several computers. <laughs> and you, you said you've had the MPC for a while too, well, right? Well, this is, I, I, I just got this back not too long ago. Oh, okay. I, I, you I, had like was, that unit, yeah. but that's not the This is not the, the exact same. one. Yeah. yeah, this is my, I think it was like my third one. When I got it the third time, I was like, you know what? No, this is it. Oh, you keep yeah, hanging on is, to yeah. it? Yeah. I got I, hit I, because I would let it go and I would miss it. And I was like, <laughs> I hate that feeling, man. Yeah. You know? It's 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 like a lot more of expensive of a thing too. It's like when I don't know if you were in the video games as a kid or anything oh, yeah. like that, but you know, like a trading off a, a a video game that you weren't playing, and then a couple months later you want to you're play like, it. Damn, you're like, why oh, did I get rid of that? Oh. I sold it to Funko Land for five dollars, right? <laughs> After you initially pay like fifty for it, it's mm-hmm. they give now you nickels on. Um, so. A big thing, I really like video game music a lot. Mm. And I'm curious, like, as far as outside influences for you as a producer, where, what are some of the places where you pull influence from uh, personally? As far as, like, you mean as far as, like, influences, like, artists and stuff? Yeah, maybe not, think, but not necessarily so much, like, artists, but maybe things that are a little bit outside of music. Like, you know, like, some people might pull influence from, like, video games or some mm. people might pull influence from movie scores or things like that. Well, so. I think, I mean, I, it would definitely be for me, 
here's one of the, the the points where it got me. Like I whenever I whenever I was like strictly a sample based producer, I would always gravitate toward records that had like electronic sounds and like all like the old Moog records sure, and sure, stuff sure. like that. And then, you know, late nineties, listening to beats from people like DJ Spinner. You know, he would use a lot of that kind of stuff. And I was all, and I've always been gravitated toward electronic sounding music since I was like a kid. I mean, my dad would play, he would always play this Roy Ayers record. And it, the, 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 the song, it comes on with uh, the, the, his keyboard player, Philip Wu, he plays this mini book like, and I was just like, heard that sound and was just like, wow, what is that? Yeah. And just ever since then, I've just always been drawn to that kind of thing. Definitely. And then it got to a point where it was like, you know what? I'm buying these records. I'm sampling these records. Like, why not get some of these boards and try it myself? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then that way you 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 bring a dynamic to the table. You're not, you know, confined to do just you, the same. Um, so now nowadays, do you do like primarily original stuff? Do you still sample oh, and yeah, like I do mix both. things in? Yeah. yeah. All, all three. Yeah. I'll do like an, a completely original joint. I'll do like a, just like a sample joint or I'll... I'll you know, I mix the mix the two, and I, I really, like I said, I really don't have any rules. Yeah, I it's just kind of whatever whatever I'm feeling. to do that day. Exactly. Yeah. Um. You know, I do a lot of stuff, and I'll just be making shit, and it's like I don't know. I just get into these zones where it's like I'm never gonna use this for anything, <laughs> but I just like like where it's going. Like, I know it's all just, about that. Like I just I yeah. got real um recently was starting to get into LSDJ. That's the the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Thing that lets you like program using the the Game Boy chip tune. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I like pulled a bunch of sounds on that and then sampled it all into Machina. And I was, you ever like, heard of you ever heard of Swamp Walk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She dates. She does that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, me and her were actually we have been like working on a track together for no good reason. Just like hey, we should collab on something. So oh yeah, I'm definitely. She's been on the podcast I'm, too. Oh has she? Yeah, I have to. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. Yeah, because she she she's dope. I, I did a track with her once. It's hopefully I'm gonna try to get her to do some more. I've been yeah. trying to. I guess like I mentioned, like I only do stuff for myself. I don't ever have features on any of my songs. I'm very much just like a in, self-contained in MC. my shell. Right. You know what I mean? But I used to collab with other MCs like like way way back hard, in the day. Man. Like I remember, like I had like Sharondon on my album oh, wow. and stuff like that. Like throwback. Yeah. Like, it's hard to like. I found it. Mario it's, it's Dome. Mario. And, and, wow. Yeah. yeah, I remember I did a track for him too. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like, but then is he still here? Did he move? Did he go back out to the bay, or is he still here? I haven't talked to him in forever. Hmm. You know, like the, I. That's the thing is kind of like by doing that, I kind of by what I was doing, and then I got a live band to play on my shit. After I was like, oh, nice. So now I have like a band that plays all the beats that I made. But now since I have a band, I'm like always playing with like other bands. I'm not playing with other rappers and I'm not having features. And I just accidentally completely fell out of the loop. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to like get back in the loop of meeting up with other producers it's and doing like one offs and, 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 and collabs yeah, and things it. like that. And for, you know, just to do it, you know? I always get, I, I get lucky every once in a while, but yeah, collabs have never been my strong point. It's always hard. I don't know why I always find it hard to like make stuff happen, but I, don't I think know. scheduling is hard. Scheduling, people and have lives. Other times, children too, people just have like completely different workflows than you. So you might get in the room together and it's just you're not on the same level. Same, you yeah, know? This is true too. Yep. I'm very much like a. I don't know. Some people just kind of jam things out and can do whatever. And then 
sometimes I'm like, I'll, I'll just be like very meticulous on like eight bars of a drum beat for like a half hour, just like sitting there, like mm-hmm. changing the hi-hat pattern constantly. And people look at me like I'm a psychopath. I'm just like, I don't know. This is an important part of the groove. Yeah. I got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I know all about that. Yep. <laughs> I know, man, that was me last night. <laughs> Now, with the other side of music, so you make all this dope music, right? And you're like, I want to get this out into the world. Releasing music in a modern climate, that's something that's changed a lot, too. Not only has recording music become easier, but releasing it's become a lot easier, and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of different platforms now except if you're me you should see my hard drive i got so <laughs> i got so much stuff on i mean I, I i definitely have some stuff out there you know and also i have some records out there like physical records yeah and i got a couple more in the works too but like my hard drive is ridiculous you should see it i'm actually gonna go through there i think i might um gather a bunch of stuff and throw them on a tape and put it out there and see what happens yeah so that, that's what i was gonna ask is like with you and releasing music like do you have a standard process for that or no i, no, I, need, just... I needed to develop one but <laughs> yeah it, i just kind of right as of right now it's just kind of like and you know unless somebody hits me up and wants to put something out or you know maybe i'll just like throw something out for free or maybe sell a tape or i yeah. don't know it, so it, it's it's it can go either way the we'll say like the, the business side of things isn't something that you're like Super in, involved in, or I need are you interested I need to in be. It? I you, need yeah. to be. I mean, I have to. I have to do it at some point. I mean, I don't really. I'm not really that well versed on how these things work, it's, like the inner workings of it all. But I'm. I, I. I have to learn, like, and learn, like now. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I remember. You know, a couple years ago, I was talking with my friend Mike Hit, and I don't know if you know him or not, but he MCM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He. We were talking about how we spend all this time, like we. Both of us spent probably like, you know, over a decade honing our craft. And then it gets to a point where you want to put out music. And it's like, you don't have another 10 years to teach yourself how to do the business end of it. Yeah. So, so you got to get a crash course. this crash course, course and yep, shit. Exactly. And then the thing that happened with me, I honestly spent the past couple of years digging into that stuff. Started this podcast up, started talking with other creative people and just brainstorming with people and learning the inner workings of things and getting my social media game up a bit and getting better at like releasing records and touring and things like got into all that stuff. Right. But I got so into it that I stopped making music. Mm-hmm. It's hard and to achieve that balance. that's a fucking nightmare because yeah. I still got to work a job and shit like that. Right. Like, you know, I don't, unfortunately I'm not doing this full time mm. and it's, you know, I don't know what you're like, uh, position is like uh as a uh an adult in yeah, life or yeah, what you do like do you yeah. have a day job and things like that do you have gotta you gotta juggle a little bit yeah i work part-time here and there and, you okay know, I to, so, i'm definitely not like in here 100 percent. but yeah yeah you wish you could be in here more mm-hmm. yeah i i wish i could be in my space more too and but i you know i do what i can i like i said i mean i'll Fucking, if I have my laptop on me and I'm sitting on the bus for 20 minutes, I'll open it up and try to work on something. Yeah. If I can, I mean, you can never hear that well. You're the, if you're ever making a beat on the bus, don't trust the low end that you're hearing because the bus gives off like this weird shit in your headphones. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you can't tell how bass heavy your mix is. They need to start making (laughs) buses quiet like Priuses. (laughs) That would help us out a lot. Yeah, for sure. 
with um, mixing and things like that, are you a monitor guy or a headphone guy? Headphones. I don't even have. I don't, I yeah, you know, I, I, I haven't as, owned. A, I'm, I'm going to get some at some point because I, I definitely feel you know, like it will help. But funny. I haven't owned a pair of monitors since as 2005. As soon as that came out of my mouth, I was looking. I was like, there aren't even a pair of monitors in this room. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm the same way. You know, I have um, a pair of speakers. They're not studio monitors, but I mainly right. mix on headphones. I mean, I'll either like if I want to hear it out loud. I mean, I have this. Um, have my girlfriend's Bluetooth speaker here, yeah. or I got an old boombox with an auxiliary in that I use sometimes, which <laughs> the, actually could the, the be a good I reference. Want it to be heard, yeah, it could actually be a good reference. I mean, if you know, if you get it to sound good on that, you sound good anyway. Yeah, you gotta. It's like you don't want to stress yourself out mixing stuff on two thousand dollar monitors when half the people are going to be listening to it through a mono speaker on their cell phone, right? As an MP3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Killer, I don't like that at all, (laughs) but yeah, with business and things like that, what is something that you think that you would want to tackle first in terms of the business of music? Um, I need to get a I need to get a better understanding of of how like royalties and ASCAP and BMI and all that kind of stuff works. I mean, I have that stuff, but I just don't, I just haven't really been able to implement it because I'm not quite. 100% 100% sure how all that stuff yeah, works. I mean, a, I have some people in, in, on my team now who are going to help me, you know, get, that stuff get, get into that. Even more confusing now with streaming oh, yeah, and things yeah. like that. Because apparently, I was like reading some article how like X number of song plays, X number of streams counts as one album sale. Right. Even if it's like the same song mm-hmm. being streamed. That's like, this yeah, the way, even make the way sense. It, the math is just so fucked up. The math is, doesn't make sense at all. It's I don't know. Tech that's that's the that's the downside of technology. It's like it kind of ruins things and makes things less clear cut. Yeah, the way it's like I got this tape. Okay, I sell this tape. I sold fifty tapes. I get this much. Where now it's like you need all it, these algorithms and all this crazy stuff. Yeah, that's like, one thing that as much as I am passionate about trying to care about the business and things like that i cannot put myself in a position where i give any type of a shit about algorithms or statistics of numbers or people were telling me that they like go into their like facebook analytics and see when see where people were listening to their stuff the most and then schedule posts that are targeted in those areas Mm -hmm. and i'm like that all makes sense but like i'm like I fucking want to make beats. I don't want to be like Napoleon war strategist with my <laughs> marketing plan, like trying to figure out what demographics and I mean, areas like, I'm going to take over. At the end of the day, man, I just, I just say, just make the music and worry about all the other stuff later. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just, cause it's like, cause it's, is it, if it's, if it's going to take away from your craft then like, don't really fuck with it. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I mean, the, need, learn what you need to learn, like as far as like business stuff. But don't 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 worry about going like too too deep into it. Yeah, I I think that I just like to put myself in a position where I can always be putting my music in front of new people physically, right? Like playing shows in front of people that have never seen me play before, doing a good job, and just meeting new people. As long as that bubbles there, why do I got to worry about? What's going on on the phone screen and right. what's going on oh, on yeah. the you Facebook show, and shit like yeah, that? Yeah, So that that's I mean, you can set me, it up, set up and set up and have a live stream and keep it moving, and that's that's yeah, really it. That's like what's most important to me. But it's so easy to forget that with the way things are nowadays. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and just even just trying to communicate with people, like setting up a show. It's all on Facebook. And then you still just get distracted with all this other stuff. How do you set up a show? How do you work out <laughs> how do you work out the logistics of setting up a show? Like who determines how much you get paid and uh, well, what's all the thing that, that I always tell people to do now is to do it yourself. You know? Um I we do a lot of things now. Like I play in a band outside of my solo stuff too. It's a metal band. It's completely disconnected. But uh I mean we will set up our own shows. We have a show that we're setting up this Friday where it's just like we hit up the venue, we're the promoters, and then we control where all the money and everything goes to the other bands, to us, and things like that. And we just, I mean, it's pretty simple, you know? You hit up the venue, book the date, decide how much you want to charge for it, and get some other acts that you know will promote as well. And then do it. Okay. It's, I mean, it's... It's simple if you know the right people in terms of uh, knowing like other people to work with and play your show. Because I have a lot of friends that are good friends, but I will never ask them to play a show because I know they're not going to put the effort in. Right. At least not on the level where I want to be. Like some people are okay playing to the same 10 people people. every other month and that's Mm -hmm. cool. But I mean, I'm trying to... Yeah, take it up a notch. You don't want to stagnate, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, then, but outside of shows, you're setting up for yourself. I think it's just going out a lot. Do you go out to a lot of events? Not really. I'm usually just (laughs) hold up in here. Yeah. I think that (laughs) that's another thing that helps a lot, too. You know, if you just go out to events where it's like, oh, you know, this is a, you know, I'm going out to a heavy metal show. Actually, you know, it's funny you mention that. I was I was uh, on my phone earlier looking to see what was going on around here. I was trying to find out, you know, in any type of random show, like what's going on. Yeah, I look for stuff like that. I mean, it it could be like I found this. Um, I forget their names. I saw a friend of mine I know from Atlanta. I think he moved back to Philly. I saw this like like pop punk band I, I i can't wish i could remember the name of them but i was like wow they're good i would go and they were here last year and i yeah. missed them yeah so, I, think, I mean i check for stuff like that yeah you, you should know? definitely look around stuff and if it's like anything that's in your wheelhouse of what you're trying to do mm-hmm. and you don't know anybody that's on the bill and they're local go that's, what that's I, a room that's, full of people that you need to meet exactly that's yeah you know, a few mm. years ago, one of the things that fucked me up so much was there was a local music video showcase that I went to, and I watched like two and a half hours of local music videos from local artists by local filmmakers, and I knew like five people there, and I was and all the stuff out of was how good. many? Out of way too many, like mm. dozens of videos. And I was like, who are these people? What am I doing? Oh, I'm not going out. That's why I don't know about these things. Yep. Well, also, it's wintertime, man. I'm, I'm hold <laughs> up. We're, we're hold up in the house. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a beautiful 60-degree day, day today, but it's been like way too cold. It is cold, to, but I mean, you, you, we once are- Once this weather breaks, man. It's, we, you know, we are also right in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not that far from everything. It's this not is like, true. Spirits it's not right like, up the hill. Yeah. You know, you're- Right in smack dab in the center. It's not like we're uh, stuck in Irwin or something right yeah, now. Zeely and Opal. <laughs> 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 Way out damn Gibsonia or some shit. Yeah. Did you grow up in Pittsburgh? Yeah. 
Yep, from here, born and raised. I lived in Atlanta for four years. Okay. But I came back last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were so you were in Atlanta doing music? Nothing. Trying to do music. Trying? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, yeah, nothing really panned out. What was up with I that? I met some like great just, people there, but I, it's just, it just that whole, the city as a whole, just, it just wasn't for me to be there. Yeah? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't, my, wasn't my thing. Whenever you went down there, was it, did you know somebody that was there? Was it just kind of on a whim? Well, like, it was what kind was of the on inspiration? a whim a little bit. Yeah. I was dealing with this girl down there at the time, and mm. she lived there, and I was just like, I was getting kind of, fr- I was, at the time, I was a little bit frustrated, you know, with, with how things were going here at the, and so I was just like, you know, I'll see what happens, and then, yeah, I got down there, and it was just like, wow, why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean, but the but you live and you learn. You that's, know, yeah, that's it's experience. Very, very, very true. You know, you mm-hmm. never know until you try, mm-hmm. and you know, you learn. I guess it would have been worse if I would have stuck around and it would have been eating at me. Like, well, 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 you should have went here. You know, it's like, you know, that's one of the things that I sometimes it could be hard. Like, just because, like, I don't know. Like, I saw it worded a certain way one time. It was something to the lines of like, just because you've been doing something for a long time, like if it's a bad thing, that doesn't mean you should keep doing it or right. something like that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it was worded a lot more poetic. No, oh, yeah. But then like I read it and then like I thought about myself as like a creative. Sometimes you get down on yourself whenever yep. stuff's not panning out. And it's mm-hmm. just like, why am I still trying to do this? Because you, know, you love it's it, it's not working out. And that's it, exactly. Because you because love you it, fucking love it. That's you. That's the only. There's, there's no other reason. Yeah, yeah. You it's you like have to really love this stuff, man. It's like it's. I don't know. I just, I just, I've been doing this for almost 18, 17, 18 years now. So. Yeah, you know it's. Yeah. Why? Why well, I'm not I'm not gonna stop now? Yeah. yeah, and the other thing too is like I think sometimes you get this really uh, distorted idea of what like happiness is or what making it is yeah you know like people have what's their, the end goal people you have know? their and it's funny I'm, I'm reading i was reading this book and it's and it talks about how you know everyone in life is their own individual artist and you know people's perception of you is is really no reflection on you it's just how it, it's just how you are in their story it has it has nothing to do with you know nothing to do with you personally. Yeah. So, you know, when people, you know, have these preconceived notions on what they feel you should be doing, like I don't let that shit I don't listen to that shit, man. Yeah, that kills me. You know, I had yeah. somebody recently who Dream Killers. Oh, I was <laughs> like so, I, like somebody that was I was working with creatively that was a total, total buzzkill, like Really, and it was like getting in my head too, because I know I'm not used to people talking to me like that. Right. Like, I mean, it's one thing if you want to say like, "Hey, you know, give me some creative, constructive because criticism." criticism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But just being like, "Oh, like you know, you shouldn't be here. You should be in a bigger city. The city's too small for you, and you're just wasting your time here." And blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Have whoa. you ever heard of the internet?" I'm like, "Whoa, hold up. <laughs> Have you ever like, heard of the internet?" Yeah. That Somebody and, in Iowa could be making some shit right now. That you know, and aside from, I mean, like, music is my life. But at the same time, it's like I got people and family and, like, 
really close people here in the city and I got a job that I like. I have a life that I've built for myself over the past 10 as long years as that you're I'm not happy, just going to throw out. As long out. as you're happy, it does not matter. Yeah, I've like worked really hard and to be where I am. And, and it's just like, at the end of the day, it's like those, the days of having to be in LA and New York to, to get stuff done is over. That's done. No. Yeah. That's, that's long gone. No, if you make good, I, th- I, I feel very, very confident that if you make content that is good, it will speak for itself. I, know I was just listening to my man Count Base D talk about this. This is exactly what I yeah. You know, he yep. was, and that's that's the thing. You get a lot of people that get caught up in that algorithm stuff. And I gotta, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta target my posts at areas where I'm doing good at these certain times of the days. And if all you're this, good enough, they'll see you. Yeah, I think a lot day. of people find comfort in blaming algorithms and mm-hmm. stuff for their content not taking off when it's just maybe your content's just shit. Yeah, you just got to put that work in, yeah. man. <laughs> it's just not where it needs you to be. Put that, you just got to put that work in, man. Yeah, because you know? I mean, I've put up stuff that maybe wasn't that good and it hasn't taken off. And then there's been things that I've put up the exact same way and it was better and it has gotten more attention. More attention. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it was better. Mm-hmm. And then people naturally want to share it around and it does its little internet thing. Exactly. If That's the what content's it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 12 year olds on YouTube that have millions of views talking about like breakfast cereal or something <laughs> like that for whatever reason. I don't know why that yeah. content's just resonating with it's resonating with 12 year olds. Yeah. So you just got to figure out what your target is that you're trying to uh, reach and just make content that speaks to them. Just throw mm-hmm. it out there. Easier That's said than done. Yeah, it is definitely easier said than done. I think it's, sure. a lot of it is just accepting that. Maybe, you know, you're just not where you need to be creatively yet, but you just keep pushing it. Got to keep pushing it, man. Keep just pushing keep, it. Yep. So what's like on the horizons for you? You said you have a computer full of music. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm going <laughs> to You go mentioned through. that you had a, a seven inch that you just were, that you sent out the music to get pressed yeah, or something, yeah, I right? Sent, sent that out. I got, I got another one. I need to get, get ready. I got some. Some remixes I'm owing to some people that I need to get finished. I mean, it's just, I'm I'm not for I'm not bored. Let's yeah. just say are I'm you, not. Are bored. you good at like having a a list of things to do, but you still just kind of work on what you want to work on anyways? Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I even have stuff written on my whiteboard over there that that you know I try to prioritize, and you know my girlfriend helps me with that. She's like, hey, "What's on your board?" She 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 helps me stay on track, but sometimes me I slack off and make like 10 other beats but (laughs) i think that it's important to kind of put your energy into whatever you're feeling at the moment oh definitely because you feel like you're being forced to -hmm. work on something it's gonna i mean there's days when i sit down i try to force myself to work on something nothing good ever comes out of it nope can't do it but you know it's just like it it like i have my like daily uh to-do lists that I do. And like, that's one of the things that's on it is like every day, sit down, try to work on something, you know, whether it's 10 minutes or five hours, you know, it usually ends up being five hours, but <laughs> let's, 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 let's keep it a hundred here. It usually ends up being five hours. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> you know, but sometimes, you know, you're just not in the zone. So, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, where can people, hear your music if they wanted to and they should oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, if, I guess I guess that this at this point in stage, I guess if you just Google my name, bus crates, like stuff will just pop up. Just listen to whatever. Yeah, just what's whatever is on. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm always like throwing stuff on my Instagram, you know, which is where I spend the majority of my social media life. Yeah, just, Instagram's just really, really good for the I think people like us. Mm. I can't do Twitter. Oh no, yeah, no. I I just <laughs> recently went back to Twitter and I barely use it. Yeah, it's so weird. I feel like I don't know. I don't. I don't. And Facebook is even worse now. I'm just like, oh gosh. If I wasn't doing music, I probably wouldn't even be on Facebook. I'm, I'm the same way. To be you know, honest, I I I post stuff up on it, and then that's about it. You know, I even have it like <laughs> I have my my Facebook set up now. So if I want to go on Facebook on my computer. I have it bookmarked, so instead of going to the news feed, it just goes to my page, mm. so I don't get distracted looking at the right. news feed. That's the best cheat code. Well, because another, a cheat code that I use is like I just recently got switched on to um, Verizon, so we you know we have a. I don't have unlimited anymore. I have a data plan, so I if I'm not if I'm out and about if I'm not on anywhere near Wi-Fi, I can't get on Facebook. Yeah. So that's 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 how I that's how I take care of that. That works too. I mm-hmm. turned off all the notifications on my phone a while ago. I um, don't even have it set up to get notifications yeah, from Facebook because yeah. it would just be ding ding ding. Yeah, ding. it's too much and it's all bullshit. Oh, it's yeah. just like you know, mm-hmm. like like then, especially then I got a bunch of then you then you get you look you your friend request you get a bunch of spam bitches trying to get in your, like <laughs> spam spam hoes trying to get all up on you like, fuck out of here. That and like you get like always, I'm always it's, it's like it's, it's the same thing every time. It's like you log on, you're like, oh, one friend request. Is this really unreasonably hot chick in a bikini who you have no friends in common with? And you're just like, yeah. Then you go to the page, They're, click here, XXX18, see my wet put like, no, fuck out of it. <laughs> and it's usually, it's probably some, some, some scammer trying to get money from somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> I wonder how much. It's like it's like Facebook and Craigslist merged. I wonder how much <laughs> money like those accounts could possibly generate for them to still exist. Right. And 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 new ones pop up all the time, like every day. Like who's falling for this? And no, the funny thing is is like when you see these obvious spam bots and just like oh, and then you can two see- friend requests. Or, or two or two for two, two friends mu- in common. Two mutual friends. Two yeah. mutual friends, and you're like, you like, idiot. Who, who you you really this dumb? <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. I think about that all the time. And the other the other thing that I always laugh at on Facebook is like if you're on the computer and there's that little ticker that's in the upper right hand corner that's like a constant notification feed that'll be like, oh, so and so liked somebody's like, yeah, photo. Yeah, it's like yeah. I are it's like I it's just a it's just a track that's of so all creepy. the thirsty yeah. dudes in my friends list. It's just like, oh, like Bob so and so liked Sarah's photo, and mm. it's just like, you know, some photo of some, some girl naked, looking some cute, scantily clad, and it's girl. just like, come on, man. Yeah. But whatever, people are wising up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Crazy. Yeah, gonna wrap it up. You know, I think that this went good, and I'm stoked to be in this room with all of this equipment. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very comfortable space. You know, definitely. Yeah. Be sure to Google bus crates and do what you got to do. You know what I realized? I never did my intro. Uh-oh. I'll have to do it later. It's all good. I'll do it later and I'll patch it in. That's the beauty of the technology. <laughs> but I you don't will, have to splice any tape. Nah, I am going to do my outro though. So I'll do that right now. All right. And that's all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. 
bus crates again thank you for having me over your place definitely thanks for thanks for the invite man I, I, <laughs> I enjoy these things yeah and you know like I said already be sure to google that stuff I'll be back again next week well actually we're bi-weekly right now we moved to bi-weekly I'm not doing weekly I got an album to finish I can't be doing this shit all the time gotta make them record <laughs> uh, so wrap I'll be that, back wrap again that record up, in two weeks there you go <laughs> uh, you know same time same place same channel you know where to find me if you don't you can find me on uh, Facebook as much as I was talking shit I'm on there you can find me on there and <laughs> yeah, we're Instagram and Twitter all at the real Sykes and uh, yeah that's all I'm gonna say about that my name is Sykes. Start the beat 2018. Yeah. Woo woo. Word up. Thanks for listening. Peace. We out. Word.